What's up, guys? Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Inside the H pod. I'm here with my boy, Ike. Ike, how's it going, man? How you been doing? It's going good, man. You know, it's uh, football Sunday today. They're excited to catch some of these games. But, yeah, man, just chilling today. Yeah, um, we got football Sunday today. Um, Friday night, we went to the Rockets game. We got my uh, my new San Diego Rockets gear on, you know what I'm saying? Um Oh yeah, yeah, so let's let's start with that, man. The Rock, the Rockets on Friday. We both went to the game. We didn't get to see each other, but we saw we saw the boys on the court. Um, give me your give me your game experience on Friday, because for me it was my first Rockets game of the season. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But like, what, what did you think? What did you think of the game on Friday? Well, for the game experience, it was always you know the game experience are always. Um, Liddy out there in Toyota Center, man, um, had a great time, was able to meet up with some of the Rockets Twitter family folks out there. So it was just a vibe out there with Will, you know, J-Dub, Cause, everybody, all the guys out there. It was really fun to get to see them. You know, the Rockets were wearing their new San Diego jerseys, which are lit. The jacket you have on right now, those colors, man. That jacket is dope as fuck, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but yeah, the, the game experience was just fun. It's always like that. Um, but as far as the game, it was just one of those games that you want to forget about from, you know, standpoint of how we started and how it just went down, uh, downhill after that. Yeah, man. Um, I think we're up like 25 to 10 after the first quarter and they just, I mean, it's a young team. So we know young teams are susceptible to blowing these leads. And, you know, they're also, they, they also like all these young teams, they get off to these starts where they're up 15 and then what happens, they give up the lead and it becomes a close game and it's anyone's game. But to me, like my, it was my first Rockets game this season. Um, even though we lost, it was, it was still a good time. Uh, one of my favorite moments of the game was that KJ Martin dunk on Miles Turner, dude. When that shit happened, the whole freaking stadium went crazy, and it just it just reminded me of like, you know what it what it could be like in a few years, and we're actually become a good team. Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, just to have KJ Martin playing the way that he is right now is just remarkable. The guy just has worked so hard to get those minutes and he's earned every single bit of that. And that dunk was electric, man. Like Toyota center erupted with that. Uh, it was going nuts. We're actually close there, uh, you know, to try to tie it and try to win that game at that point. But, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of these L's this season that we're going to have to endure as fans and, you know, that's just – it is what it is because uh, right now we're rebuilding and, you know, as much as it hurts, it's going to pay off in the long run because, you know, we got our eyes on Wemby or Scoop. So we just got to think about that. But, you know, as far as K.J. Martin, man, I hope we don't trade him. I hope we keep him because uh, he's just producing – at another level right now than he ever has. And he looks great with, you know, the rotations that we have right now. 
So, yeah, man, exci- still excited about the team. Um, whether it's an L or a dub, I'm still going to love my team no matter what. So, yeah, man, um, looking forward to more of those games where, you know, we get plays like that, you know, in the game. And I'm good after that. I just need a couple of those plays and I'm good. Yeah, man, I feel like KJ Martin is um, – it's been a good turnaround for him personally for his career because I remember he he was requesting a trade and he was like he was trying to get out of here because he wasn't getting enough minutes. And now he's getting he's getting minutes and he's doing, he's doing stuff with those minutes that he's getting. And I feel like this year and beyond he's, he's going to be a good piece for us because he has talent. He can get up there. He can also shoot the three. Um, I think if we do decide to keep him past the trade deadline this year, I think it'll be good good for us because that's another young player that has talent um, that can grow with our young core like Jabari and um, Jalen and, and LP and all those guys. And I feel like he can be a really good piece off the bench for us. Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, I've always believed in KJ. Uh, you know, I was one of the ones that always was looking for this moment where he would just break out like this because – you know, he's an athlete. He can play D. He can score. He can cut to the basket, you know, move move without the ball, without, you know, having to set up plays for him. So they're just easy points for him to get, help him to get more into of a rhythm, more confidence to build that. And a lot of times, man, you can't find that in some of these players that you have on your roster, like, you know, you have to tell these guys to do that. KJ does that so good. He probably gets anywhere from, you know, six to eight points just off of that, just of cutting to the basket and, like, getting offensive rebounds and hustle, just pure hustle plays. So I'm excited that he's, you know, producing right now. But I wanted to talk about, you know, um, Coach Silas and, and the rotations, man, because a lot of times, like, this was the game that we didn't have KPJ. He was out. And, of course, Eric Gordon decides to go off. You know, he was scoring a lot. He was our leading scorer. And, you know, if the guy's hot, then you really can't, you know, do anything about it. He's got to stay in the game because, you know, we're winning big after the first quarter. But, as far as like towards the end of the game when it's crunch time, you got to have in there the young bulls, the young talent in there and see what you can do with it. See what they can learn from that experience, from the crunch time, from the pressure, you know, that is there in the fourth quarter because that's where these guys will learn. That's where they will build their confidence from, from being in those pressure situations and, Sometimes, man, the rotations, to me, they don't make sense. And, you know, I know he knows more basketball than I do. He's an NBA head coach. But just a, from a fan's, a fan's perspective, looking at it, it just has me scratching my head, man, because a lot of times, you know, you just got to have the lineup that has the talent and the potential to to get buckets at the end. Like, I get it. He has this trust thing 
with Gordon where he trusts him because he's the vet on this team. He can score whenever he wants to. He can create a shot. But we ultimately have to be thinking about the goal that we have in this rebuilding franchise, which is getting these guys ready for the future. Yeah, and I agree with everything you're saying, and which brings me to my point about um, I just really just re am really baffled by why Josh Christopher only got four minutes that game on Friday. And I like I like Garrison Bird, but you know, Gary Bird. But I feel like Christopher's gotta like I can see I understand giving Bird 14 minutes a game, right? But you can't have that and then and then only give Christopher four minutes a game. Like I'm having trouble like understanding what the thought process by that is. Um to me, I for that to even happen, I feel like Josh Christopher has to be in the doghouse for something, man, because like four minutes only that game, like I'm not saying we would have won the game if he would have played in more minutes, but I I feel like you would have had a better chance of scoring more points because that's another score that you have on on the on the court, right? Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, the only thing that I could think of is Deshaun Nix when he plays in there with Jalen. Um, I think he looks good in there with him. He plays well with him and Jalen. I feel like plays better when Nix is in there because he's kind of more of just setting him up, not really looking for a shot, but getting everyone else involved, knowing and understanding that Jalen is the guy and putting up these shots. But even then, I still feel like Josh Christopher needs to get more than four minutes. You know, um, I just think you can – you can probably split the minutes of that Knicks has with him and just give him more minutes. But I do still feel that sometimes when Josh Christopher's in as a point guard, um, he just doesn't do well for us, you know, as far as decision-making. So I always thought he was more of like a two or a three, but I don't really care what position he plays as long as he's in the game, you know, and, I would rather him shooting the ball than being our point guard is what I'm saying, you know, because I think he still is a playmaker. <laughs> I just don't – I wouldn't like the ball in his hands for most of the time because I, I don't think he's a good point guard, uh, Josh Christopher, that is. But, um, yeah, man, I agree that he should definitely get more, more minutes to, you know, to showcase what he has. Yeah, I feel like you have to find, like, like you said, it doesn't matter, like – what position you put him in at, I feel like you just have to find minutes for him because I like four, like we said, four minutes is like that's like the last guy on the bench type of minutes, right? Like you have to find a way to get him in the game, get him in, you know, get him in, get him in situations to where he can kind of do his thing. Yeah, that's facts, man. And like, you know, Garrison Matthews, um, I love the guy. I know. He's probably in the lineup because he's a better shooter. You know, he has some size, you know, but I, with our the guys that we have on the team, it looks like he more than likely will be the odd man out, you know, in the future. But I understand, you know, why he's on a course because, you know, he, he is a shooter. 
He opens things up, you know, whenever he's hot. And the hustle is always there. Like, I have, you know, nothing bad to say about him. But I I would have to agree that it's just in the future, I would rather have, you know, our guys that are going to be with us in the long haul in the in the game. Yeah, and like let me let me rephrase. Like I'm I'm not saying I have a problem with with Garrison Matthews getting that many minutes. All I'm saying is we've got to get Josh Christopher more minutes too. You know, at least at least like sp- split the minutes between those two guys, and then maybe later on in the season, depending on who plays better, then you give that guy more minutes, right? But yes. like, yeah, I agree. Like Garrison Matthews, he's in there because he's a shooter. Um, he. He's a good shooter and, you know, but my my whole issue is I just want to see more of Josh Christopher because I feel like he can, at least offensively, he, he's another weapon for you on the court along with, with, with along with everybody else you already have. Thanks. Yeah, and, and, like, another thing I want to talk about is I got to see uh, Jabari Smith Jr. for the first time in person. I saw him, you know, make a little drive to the basket, you know, uh, hit a three. And I was like, we're starting to see some things from him a little bit. Um, you know, as a rookie, I think we all we all expect a guy who goes number number two in the draft or number one or, or either top three in the draft to make an immediate impact like, you know, Paulo Bancaro has been doing. But sometimes I think it takes these guys a little bit of game action to – start to get the feel of the game. I think he's starting to get that feel of the game. So, and another thing with him is he doesn't have to be the number one guy like Paulo Bancaro has to be in Orlando, right? So he can, he he kind of has more of a leeway to feel the, feel the game out a little bit at the beginning of the season. So I think that's what he's doing right now. And I think these next couple weeks, uh, next month, hopefully by next month, I think you'll see him become the rookie that we all thought that we would see out of him right now. Yeah, man, it's, I agree. You know, it's a long season. And one thing that I love about Jabari Smith is he never, he, he never tries to force things. He takes what the defense gives him and then he makes the right read from there. And I think, a reason why you really haven't seen too much of him, you know, scoring wise is because of the players that we already have on our team. Like Mancaro, he's like one of the few scorers over there in Orlando. The team we have here, we have a bunch of scorers, KPJ, Jalen Green, uh, and so forth. You know, I just feel like he's making the right reads and I think he's going to be dangerous in the pick and roll in the future you know, choosing his spots. And once, I mean, he's already hitting threes. He had a, a three in the fourth quarter last game that was pretty clutch getting this back into, you know, like cutting the lead down. And just to see those little plays like that, that, you know, are, are clutch plays, you could tell the guy's going to be special. And I feel like whenever we incorporate him in the pick and roll. If it's not Singoon and Jalen, it could be, you know, Jabari Smith and Jalen. It's going to be a deadly duo because everybody on the court is going to be able to shoot. 
So for the defense is pick your poison. What are you going to do? Who are you going to guard? Who are you going to double team? And a lot of these guys are going to be open. So from that aspect, I think he is going to flourish in our offense. It's just about, you know, making more plays for him, getting him more involved, and just letting him know, you know, to be aggressive from the beginning without, you know, uh, drawing fouls, offensive fouls, or getting in foul trouble early. I think he's going to be fine, and I can't wait till he takes it to another level. He's going to be scary, man. I mean, if you just look at his body, like, to me – he, ha- he can have a body of a Giannis, but this guy's going to shoot. He's going to be able to shoot and just be more skillful than Giannis, in my opinion. And that's going to be scary for the league to have him and then Jalen, KPJ on the same team. It's going to be nuts. So, yeah, man, I agree. Like, definitely looking forward to more Jabari Smith success. That's a fact. Yeah, you talked about being aggressive. Let's talk about the game earlier this week against the Dallas Mavericks, man. Um, they saw Christian Wood on the other side. And, like, I was watching this game, and I was like, man, these guys really, really came out to play today. They really wanted to beat Christian Wood. And I think, like, we saw it all over Twitter. Like, it, it just seemed like – it just seemed like our the guys on our team just – they don't like Christian Wood for whatever reason, whatever went on last year. And that's, to me, that's the hardest I've seen them play the whole season, like the most effort, the most fire they played with the whole season. And it was just cool to watch for my guys because we we always hear like, you always have to have that effort and always have to have that, you know, want to, to go win games. But let's be real. Sometimes it, it just 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 not there that game it was all there 110 percent um kpj was gone at christian wood and like it it was just awesome to watch i want to know your thoughts just watching that game watching the guys just just go at christian wood every like at all times of the game well i think with christian wood on the dallas mavericks it definitely added another dynamic to it because of what happened last year and how, you know, he looked when he was with us and we traded him, you know, right before the draft. But before I start talking about Christian Wood, just the fact that we beat the Dallas Mavericks was one of the biggest dubs of the season already because that's one of our rivalry teams that I will forever not like, uh, no matter what. So just the entire organization, man, like to get that dub against them means a lot because, you know, Mark Cuban, Eric, I mean, we could go down the list. I'll be here the whole show talking shit about the Mavericks, like literally. But with Christian Wood out there, yeah, there was more fire to the game because, you know, that's, most of their homeboy. Like we played with them last year and he knows us. Uh, We know him and we're going at him. Uh, KPJ just had a disrespectful block on him. It was ridiculous. And I believe KJ had one too. So yeah, 
my guys were looking for some revenge and just, you know, bragging rights and everything. And, and it was just a fun game overall. And, you know, we saw KPJ at the end of the game make some clutch buckets at the end. And I'm not going to lie, for our last game, we missed KPJ. Like, there's a lot of times when you needed to score, when the play broke down, when you needed somebody to go score. So it just shows you that dynamic that KPJ brings to the table like he did in that Dallas game. And for him to do it there, it just shows, like, yeah, he really wanted to win that game. And he's all about, you know, just keep fighting and keep building, even though, you know, we're taking a lot of L's. He said that in the, in the post, uh, I mean, after the game interview. But just to get that dub against the Mavericks versus uh, Christian Wood also, it's a big deal, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, like we hear players say this all the time. Oh, we're not worried about like all the Christian Wood stuff or the outside noise stuff. We're only worried about the game. But like when like us watching sports enough and, you know, watching these guys um, talk about it and all that stuff, I think we know there's not 100 percent truth to that. Right. Like they definitely showed up for that game. Um, they definitely want to win that game. And I want to say as as a Rockets fan in 2022, you should no matter if we lose every other game. And I know we talk about tanking for tanking for Wemby. There's three teams I want to beat, right? Dallas Mavericks, Golden State Warriors, and the Utah Jazz. And speaking of the Warriors, we play them tonight. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Warriors are still over in road games, right? I don't think they have a, they've had a road win yet. I believe so. Yeah, I know so... they've They've been struggling off, you know, lately here uh, because everybody's out to get them, man. Like, you know, when the champs come to your city, you have something to play for and you want to knock them out. And, you know, it's only right that that uh, this is happening. Like, I love it. You know, I was praying on their downfall. And, you know, for us to get this dub, we get a dub tonight. This will be my championship of the year, sadly to say, but. It's a Warriors man, and they uh, I think it, I believe it, at least three years they beat us in the playoffs. So, yeah, we don't we don't mess with them, man. Yeah, it's like the way I look at the Rockets and Warriors in the playoffs is is like the uh, is how I look at our Astros and the Yankees, right? Like the Yankees just can't beat us for whatever reason; they just can't beat us. Same thing with the Rockets against the Warriors; we just couldn't beat them for whatever reason. I mean, we can think of 27 reasons why we couldn't beat them. But, oh, yeah. you know, we're <laughs> not going to talk about that right now. But, yeah. And yeah, Scott, man, like, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think, like we said earlier about us against the Mavs the other day, I think anytime the Warriors come to your crib, you're going to get up for that game. And I feel like you're going to see that effort from the Rockets tonight. I believe uh, KPJ was inactive on Friday. I I think they said he's playing today, so I'm sure he's going to get up for that matchup against uh, Steph Curry. Um, the Warriors have not been the Warriors that we've seen in years past, so I'm not saying we're going to beat them, but, like, obviously anything can happen. Um, you know, if if we can keep it close, not let Curry score, like, freaking 50 points like he did the other night, even in a loss for them, 
Um, I, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch because both teams can score. It's going to be an up and down game. Like both teams want to run, obviously. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. And um, I don't know who like out of our friends is going to the game tonight. If anybody's going, but you know, if you guys are going, be loud and you know. And I'm gonna say this: if you if you're at the game today, fuck Steph Curry, man. Fuck the Warriors. Yeah, man. Um, I remember last year. It was we had a close game and we're playing them over there and we had a chance to beat them there. And I felt like APJ did a extremely he was he did a, a great job guarding Steph Curry and Steph Curry at the end hit a game winning shot on us. And, and it looked effortless to him uh, the way he did it. But we definitely had a chance to win that game. So. I'm still salty about that. I'm salty for a lot of reasons against the Warriors, but it's just I hope one of our guys doesn't get hurt because Draymond's going to make another dirty play. You know what? We all know he's a dirty player. He injured KPJ, I believe it was two years ago, on a fast break where he just tackled a guy like it was uh, football, like the Texans. We're playing or something. He just tackled the guy and injured KPJ. So I don't want to see that. Hopefully that doesn't happen um, because he's such a dirty player. And like I said, I could be on here talking shit about the Warriors, the whole pod. But, you know, I'm going to stay civil. I'm going to stay, you know, I'll, I'll make a good decision. And it's just it, it's forever going to be fuck the Warriors. Yeah, man, we all know Draymond has a history, so hopefully nothing bad happens for on our side. But I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, for obviously we're gonna we're recording on a Sunday. We're probably gonna put this out on Tuesday. So, but I I saw like sweet tickets for like a hundred bucks, dude. So it's, for the Warriors, that's not bad. So anybody anybody who's going, just you know, just if you wanna. If you want to live large, live lavish tonight, get you a sweet <laughs> ticket, you know? So watch the, Rock, watch the Rockets hopefully beat the Warriors, man. So, and uh, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the Astros. Um, I think we talked about last last week, James Click got fired slash let go or whatever that was. They don't have a GM right now. Um, Justin Verlander opted out. And apparently he wants, he wants like a Max Scherzer type deal, which... I mean, there's been debates on this back and forth on Twitter. Like, do we keep him? Do we let him go? Last week, I said we should let him go. And now after, like, after seeing that report that he wants, like, three years, $140 million or something like that, that just makes me, like, more um, more firm on my stance that if it's that kind of money, I don't want to pay him. Like, he can get that bag somewhere else. Like, like I said, he's accomplished everything there is for him to accomplish in Houston. He won two World Series titles, got a couple Cy Youngs. Um, so he's trying to get the bag, man. So I feel like we should just we should let him walk. We still have the pitching staff to be able to contend in the AL. Um, and yeah, so I and I think another thing we talked about last week was we we've got to pay Kyle Tucker because he's coming up, and I don't want to lose Kyle Tucker because. 
he I, I think he's gonna be if he's not right now he's gonna be a future superstar in in the league and if we re-sign him we can just keep the train rolling man and keep keep going to the ALCS and hopefully keep winning these World Series titles man and I, like I want to know your thoughts about what you think about the uh, the Verlander stuff and the James Click stuff. As far as uh, Verlander, um, I want to say I'm thankful and grateful for everything that he did for us while he was here. You know, he played his butt off. And I'm happy, you know, that he had two World Series rings and then the Cy Youngs because he definitely earned that. He was a big part of that, you know, of our team success. And, you know, him opting out to be a free agent, I don't blame him, man. Like, I would be trying to get the bag, too. Like, I get it. I understand. That's money that we're talking baseball money is different from any other sport. So, yeah, man, get that bag. And, you know, we salute you. We wish you the best. But as far as the way it looks from our team, I think, yeah, it is the right move to, you know, let him walk, let him, you know, go where he wants to go and use that money for something else, man. Um, We have so many great players on our team, so many great pitchers where we're going to be fine. You know, I mean, we talked about this numerous times about our pitching staff. Any guy can be a starter. Any guy can have a great game. And we have confidence in all those guys. So, yeah, man, I'm perfectly fine with that. And as far as James Click, um, in a way, I kind of don't blame him because he was only offered a one-year extension after winning the World Series. And we know that a lot of that, a lot of that team was constructed, you know, before he got here or whatever. But I understand his standpoint. Like he just won it and he didn't want to accept that one-year extension. So, you know. It is what it is, and I think that we're going to be fine with whoever we get. Uh, I mean, there's been, you know, rumors about who we think we're getting, but I think we'll be fine. Um, We just, you know, got to believe in the owner. Jim Crane's a, a great owner, and he'll make the right hire, and we trust in him. And we'll be fine moving forward, man. Like I said, the the pitching staff is there, the pitchers. um, And you're right. We do want to have that money ready for Kyle Tucker whenever it's time to pay him. This guy just won a a gold glove. And that has to be one of your priorities is to keep that guy right there, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, you talked about Jim Crane. I would like... Um, I want to talk about the article Jeff Passan came out with early this year, pretty much bashing Jim Crane, talking about, um, I think someone someone unnamed said that he's he's turning into Jerry Jones from the Cowboys, which, I mean, I don't see that yet, but, I mean, it's like, here's the thing. We just won a World Series, right? And there's there's been a lot of people criticizing Jim Crane in the last couple of weeks for how they handled the the GM thing, the uh, James Click thing. And to me, like when we hired James Click, the the franchise was kind of in like 
not disarray, but it was kind of like a dark period for that franchise because of the all the cheating stuff, right? And so, to me, I when we signed him in 2020, I didn't see him being signed beyond that contract, which was which ran up this year, right? Like, I I never thought that we would even consider bringing him back anyway, because James Click used to be the GM of the Tampa Bay Rays, right? And what we know about the Rays is they find these guys, you know, and they put them in their system and they, you know, they they succeed. And that's how they've that's how they've won games in the past couple of years, right? But in my opinion for the Astros beyond at that time in 2020, 2021 and now, we already have those guys, right? And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to win right now, whereas the Tampa Bay Rays were trying to find guys to hopefully contend, which they kind of did in the past couple of years. They got to the World Series in 2020, obviously, the 60-game season. Um, they made it to the playoffs last year, but they lost against the Red Sox in the first round. So I think it, it's too – as with James Look as GM, it's two different things when you're talking about the Astros and the Rays, right? Because we, we're in two separate – um, stages in contention, I, I would say. So, to me, I I didn't think we would bring him back anyway. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know who we're gonna sign, but in the short term, it doesn't really matter because we already have our team, right? We don't have to build. It's it's not like this is like 2014, 2015. We're trying to build our team to contend. We already have all the guys that we need. Like we're gonna bring back 90% of the guys we had last year. So. Unless something crazy happens, we're going to be in contention again. So, I mean, I don't understand what the whole criticism of Jim Crane is all about, you know? So, and, like, I just don't get it, bro. Like, we're still yeah, going to be good. I think we we need all our fans to calm down. We just won the World Series. Like, let's be happy. We won the World Series. Um, We're going to be fine, guys, right? <laughs> we're going to be fine. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, you know, as owners, like owners have to make difficult decisions like that. Like, you know, that's what it comes down to whenever, you know, you're building your, your organization as far as who's going to be the GM, you know, the manager of the team. There's a lot of decisions to be made, you know, to move forward with your team. And honestly, like when you win the World Series, you can you can do this stuff. You can get away with doing this because you have, you know, a lot of leverage here with guys that you want to um, get on the team or get on board with you. And you tell them, look, look at our roster. Look, everything that we have accomplished in this span, you know, in these years. And it just works in our favor. So, like, when you win the World Series, you can do stuff like this. It's not a big deal. We still have the team. You know, we still have Dusty to lead us. So we're going to be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. Let's end it right there. Um, hopefully Rockets beat Warriors tonight. Let's go Rockets. Um, Texans, uh, I kind of need you guys to lose today so we can keep that tank going. You know, <laughs> and and the last message to all my Astros, Twitter people, all my Astros fans, on the James Click stuff, guys, let's calm down. We just won the World Series. You know, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate it for a few months, and then we'll see what happens in March and April. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. hey, 
inside the H. Uh, let's go. Go Rockets, man. Yes, sir. Go Rockets.